You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM. We've heard many stories on the best possible taste about businesses that were born during the COVID-imposed lockdowns. My next guest is one half of a father-daughter team who started to brew a low-alcohol ginger beer as a COVID project. It launched last year and with the help from Enterprise Ireland, the Food Academy and a Gold Bloss Award, they now have an enviable distribution throughout the country in supermarkets, off-licences and bars. I spoke to Rachel Byrne from Zingy Beer last week to find out more. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Rachel, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me this morning. You are the co-founder of Zingy Beer along with your father and it's a ginger beer, I believe. That's right. Yeah. Um, it's nice to be chatting to you this morning. So yeah, myself and my dad, Kevin, um, we uh, founded Zingy Beer um, in uh, 2021. Um, so it's been quite an exciting journey since since we started. Um, I suppose just a little bit about his background and, and my background and, and how it sort of came together was, um, you know, dad uh, had was brewing um, and I had always worked in banking, but I suppose I'd always had an interest in sort of food and beverage and, you know, what producers are out there, what what new exciting products are there. Um, and dad was um, making beer and selling it into the on trade. And then the pandemic happened. So all the bars closed down and it was a bit of a what's next sort of period for him and for me. And um, he had been making a ginger beer and had noticed that more and more people were ordering ginger beer um, and the two that were available at the time were both UK imports so he kind of had a bit of a light bulb moment and thought this is something that we could make and maybe we could make it a little bit better and you know it's it, it's sort of in keeping with this idea that we want to lower our food miles and, and all this kind of stuff so um, he said about developing the recipe came up with a couple of names and um I was still in banking at the time and I was kind of hearing some of the suggestions and I was thinking that's not not sounding so good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I sat about I, I sat out to, to, to name the product and it, it kind of um, wrote itself. Uh, so the name is, is Zingy Beer, obviously, um, but the plant that ginger is the root of the scientific name for that plant is Zingiber officinal. So. It was really just a case of of um, adding a Z. So we went from Zingaber to Zingy Beer. And then, of course, I think that, that Zing sound is, is quite indicative of the flavor because obviously you've got ginger and you've got lemon and it is quite zingy um, in its taste. So, um, yeah, and, and I guess for, for people who don't really know what a ginger beer is, I always say what it's not. So it's not a beer that's flavored with ginger. But it's it's like a traditional ginger beer, so it's actually made um, by fermenting the ginger um, with lemon zest, botanicals, and yeast, obviously, to get the alcohol. Um, and yeah, it's just a very kind of light, refreshing, um, not too strong in alcohol, four percent. So I think that's kind of in keeping maybe with with how people want to drink nowadays. Maybe I think when I, when I was growing up, it was a little bit more. Um, quantity over quality but I think now people have kind of shifted their their drinking attitudes to it being about you know having kind of what you want maybe um to a le- like at less volume kind of thing so um yeah that that's kind of 
where we're at. <laughs> and let me ask you then, because you said there that it is an alcoholic beer, but ginger beer, I think in the olden days, you know, if somebody was pregnant or something like that and was having morning sickness, ginger would be recommended. And sometimes they'd be advised to drink ginger beer, but that yeah. was a non-alcoholic ginger beer. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So obviously ginger um, has big kind of association with um, having some kind of medicinal properties and, um, you know, uh, stomach kind of settling properties. Now, obviously, like alcohol is never going to be a healthy thing, but I think certainly the, the, the flavor of ginger and the popularity of that taste has grown over the last few years. Um, because people have kind of moved to maybe like a fresher kind of style of cooking where they're using grated ginger. And I think we're just kind of in that flavor zone at the moment. But yeah, certainly I, I wouldn't say it's ever going to be a healthy thing to have alcohol, but I guess in terms of what can go into a product, it um it's it's a pretty clean label. Like we don't have any additives, we don't use sulfites, um, we don't use any like flavorings or anything like that. So everything that goes into the into the ginger beer is is natural. So I think as as alcohol <laughs> kind of products stack up it's 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 pretty we try to kind of keep it as as clean label as possible and it's also um gluten free and vegan friendly as well which is again kind of good for the the consumers today obviously the vegan um side of things has, has really exploded lately so it's nice to be able to to tick that box for people as well and you find yourself then you and your father you have a product and you have a name for it so the next thing is the branding side of it Yes, exactly. So that was a really interesting journey, um, the branding. So um, I was quite lucky. Um, I like I think between myself and my dad, we had a clear view in our mind as to what we wanted it to actually look like. But it was just about finding someone who could put that in digital form. So um, we worked with a, an amazing graphic designer. He's actually based um, in the States. Um, we found him online and um, he, yeah, it was just fantastic we worked really well together and there was a lot of back and forth it took probably four or five months of of um variations I, I was thinking I'd love to do like you know almost like a timeline of kind of the first edit and, and and you know how it how it evolved over over time but um we knew that we wanted uh an animal because I think they kind of um they kind of resonate if you see like it's easy to remember if you if you see an animal and um at the time when we started making the ginger beer the ginger we were using um was malaysian ginger and obviously ginger isn't um a, a, a traditionally irish um flavor um so we wanted to kind of acknowledge that you know the main ingredient it's not an irish thing so it was like you know how can we kind of give a nod to to the ginger itself so that's when we landed on the national bird of malaysia so the bird um on the label it's a rhino hornbill and when i saw this bird he's so quirky looking like the big kind of dramatic beak that he has so when i saw him i was like he's gonna he's gonna work really well um one of the first kind of hits of feedback that we were getting about the branding and how it looked was um you know that is that a toucan is that that's very familiar looking um but no it's a completely different bird <laughs> it, we've got our trademark so it's all it's all fine it's not a toucan it's a rhino hornbill but yeah I think he just has that nice kind of fun quirky memorability 
that um, that we wanted to get across in the branding. And then like the other elements that we knew we wanted to include was that it was going to really stand out on the shelves, which is why we've, we've gone for like a, a bright white background. And also like it's a premium product and premium ingredients. And we wanted to reflect that in our in our um, packaging as well. So that was all those things combined sort of uh, landed us with, with what we have today. I think it's fair to say that craft brewers have been on the increase over the last few years. So to hear you talk about how you want yours to stand out, and it is mm-hmm. obviously different given the flavours as well, like mm-hmm. that was a really important thing in order for you to take some of that market share. Absolutely. And I think what, what we were doing... Uh, what we are doing is is maybe a little bit different to some of the kind of um, craft beers that have emerged over the last few years. Like we we are a standalone ginger beer, like we're a single, you know, a single skew, I suppose. And and it's not like, you know, we weren't trying to bring out, another, you know, a range of a, another IPA or a stout. And, you know, it was it, it was very much um focusing on on one thing and getting that absolutely right has, has kind of been what, what we've been trying to do. And we've been very lucky. Like I think we're in, we're in a, a, a space where there isn't a hundred other brands doing the same thing. Now I'm, I'm sure there's someone hot on our heels. There's always, there's always someone going to come down the line. Um, but uh, certainly like, I think t- to be the first Irish ginger beer, it made it, um, it made it exciting for the consumer, but it also made it, um, it, you know, I don't want to say like an easy sell, but it was like it was something fresh to bring um, to the on trade and the off trade to say it's it's the first one. It's the only one, um, because obviously, like if you're if you maybe you've got another IPA and you're kind of saying, well, why would I take out this IPA and replace it with yours? This one tastes great. Your one tastes great as well. But it was just being in that unique space has been really, really good. And I think it's been um, a lot of, of of kind of why we've gotten the level of distribution that we have in, in a short space of time. And the other way, of course, to make your brand stand out is by winning a few awards. Yes, absolutely. So we were, we had a great, um, a great summer last year. Um, we had entered the World Beer Awards and um, we got a bronze um, for Ireland, which was very cool. And we actually went over um, for the final kind of uh, judging. So that was really interesting as well to kind of be sitting uh, around the table with, you know, other kind of beer enthusiasts and um, trying all these amazing beers from all over the world and like discussing in minor detail the the, the flavour notes of everything. It was really, it was a very cool experience. Um, and then the absolute highlight of the year last year for me was um, Blast the Heron. So we got uh, gold in Blast, which was very, very cool. Um, and yeah, I was, I was having one of those moments where, you, you know, you kind of like, when they when Ardy said zingy beer, I was kind of like, no, there must be another product that sounds similar to zingy beer, you know, and you have that kind of moment. So yeah, that's been that's been really cool. And like it's such um, I think it's such a recognizable thing in Ireland. And people, it's like that kind of, you know, seal of approval, or like you know, if you're if you're reaching for something and it's got um one of the stickers on it, you're like, I'm I'm pretty sure this is gonna taste good. So to get that has been has been fantastic. Yeah. And it sounds like you were joining Dingle in October to receive that award. So no doubt you partied in style whenever you were there. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a great couple of days. And, you know, I had been through the um, Food Academy program and um, a few of the other producers that were um, on the program in the same year with me were down there. 
and uh, one of the other uh, producers, um, Little Reds, they make a hot sauce. So they um, they won gold as well. So that was really cool to kind of be down there with that atmosphere and people that I'd seen, you know, starting out on the same journey at the same time and um, coming home with an award was, was very cool. But it, it's it's funny, like I think you kind of, you do something like the Food Academy and, and like there's such amazing kind of supports and opportunities and information um, that you get as a producer in Ireland. But it's like you kind of there's always the same kind of core people and you kind of see each other at different things, which is really nice because if you have a problem, you, you can be pretty sure that there's somebody in your phone that you can go did you ever have this problem? Could, do you have someone who does labels or do you, you know, there, it's, it's a small like community. So um, in that way, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And speaking of labels, is it you and your father that do everything from brewing to bottling, to capping, to labeling, to distribution? So um, the, the, the ginger beer at the moment is made in a, a brewery in Limerick, um, in Kilmallock in Limerick. So they brew and bottle and uh, keg and do all the packaging and everything. Um, so uh, I think that has kind of made the, the business model sort of workable at the moment. It's like... Um, I think if I was trying to <laughs> produce myself as well, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I like, and I see people doing it who are producing themselves and, and, you know, doing the sales bit and doing the bookkeeping and doing everything. It's very hard to kind of hats off to anyone who, who's, who's, you know, in the production unit and doing the business development side of things at the same time, because it's, it's a lot, but um, yeah. And also in terms of like our distribution um, we were quite lucky very early on, we got um, a distribution with Grand Crew Beers and they they kind of didn't have a ginger beer they were looking for a ginger beer and it's been very much kind of a team effort um you know to to grow the brand since we started so um they have great kind of distribution across the country as well so that's been a really big part of of kind of where we've gotten to as well fantastic and then the banking have you given up the banking yeah so I left uh in June 21 yeah so um I never I, I haven't looked back yet I mean um it's it, it's sort of I suppose like your your mind is very much constantly preoccupied when you have your own business but it's it's highly motivating because you know you know if you don't do something there is <laughs> it's not going to get done so you're always kind of and, and as well, you're working on something that's for you or for your family and it's me and dad. And, and it's just like very sort of, yeah, very motivating, as I said. Um, I liked my time in the bank, but I also felt like there was something else for me to do. Um, So, yeah, I was it was it was kind of a bit nerve wracking, you know, leaving. But I think I I knew I, I was like, if, if it's. If it's not now, like I'll never leave, <laughs> you know, that kind of way. And it, like all, all the the kind of markers were there for me. I was like, we have a really nice tasting product. We have a really strong brand. We have a route to market. We have production. It's, it, you know, it, it made sense. It, it didn't feel like too much of a, of a wild sort of reckless move. It was like, OK, all these things are in place now. It would be reasonable enough for me to, to leave it and, and put myself full time into this, which is what I did. And you didn't say about working with your father that that was a big plus as well. I'm always intrigued by father-daughter relationships and business. Obviously, Bloss Aaron is a father-daughter enterprise, and I, I'm in awe of how they work so well with each other. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it, there's a lot of potential for it to go wrong. But, um, no, we we work really, really well together. And, uh, 
like dad kind of jokingly says, he's like, you're the boss now, honey, you know, you, you make the decision. So, um, but no, he's, it's, it, I wouldn't have been able, I think, to, to kind of come from the background that I had into what I'm doing now without dad there, you know, because like this is very much his base like you know um he's always been in production of some sort he you know food production and he has all this all these the, the skills and the knowledge and the technical side of things that I that I don't have so um he's taught me a lot uh over the last couple of years and and also he's really good at at just kind of um stepping back a bit as well and and saying like you know you make the call which is nice so I know I have his kind of um he's got confidence in me, which is, which is good. So yeah, we work, we work really well together. And he said, <laughs> this is really sweet. He was like, sure. I'm so lucky. He's like, what, what father gets to talk to his daughter every day? You know? So we do, we're, we're constantly, there must be about three phone calls a day about Zingy Beer, but no, it's great. It's, it's really nice. I feel very lucky. Yeah. It's, it sounds like you have a great work and relationship with, which is yeah. lovely to hear. Now the final question I have um, in relation to Zingy Beer is, does it pair well with different types of food? Yes. So um, I guess this is something that's kind of emerging um, more over time. Like when we started out, we were like, we're making a ginger beer. It's going to taste great and, and whatever. But but actually, um, I'm getting lots of feedback um, that people really enjoy it with a lot of Asian cuisine, whether it's like sushi or curries or spices. Like I think the ginger, obviously, it, it's that sort of um, Asian flavor anyway, because you've got the ginger, but also um it's, it almost kind of works like a sort of a palate cleanser when you're when you're drinking it with your say you're having it with the curry because the our ginger beer has a really kind of short finish it doesn't it has the ginger taste but it doesn't linger do you know and and with the lemon zest as well it's like really refreshing so it's just it, it just kind of lends itself really well with with a curry or something spicy and yeah that's that's very much something that we want to kind of um uh that kind of message get that out there like over the next couple of months and and do some recipes and food pairings and stuff and we actually um are listed now with um asia market which is really cool so that should hopefully um lend itself to that to that message as well and is there a certain type of glass that you recommend that it's served in because i know this is something that other craft brewers and cider makers like in some instances they think yeah or they advise that it's served in a wine glass for example yeah so um serving wise the, the only sort of um serving suggestion that we have is that it's chilled um i think the glass doesn't um the glass that you drink it out doesn't have too much of an impact on 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 the taste but i mean certainly we have our glasses that you know that we because we, we have um a draft ginger beer as well so we have like a nice kind of conical glass that's you know pint size and um, so that's what i always drink my zingy beer out of and and then like obviously it's a bottled product as well so i, I think depending on the the drinking occasion people are either having it in the pub from the bottle so usually then it, it would be served with like a dash of bitters and some lime and some ice or if you're having it on draft, you're just having it, you know, in the glass. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think the, the glass that it's served in um, hasn't been a huge sort of piece for us. But we do have very nice branded glasses <laughs> that say Zingy Beer. <laughs> and are there different flavours in the range? Or is that something you're planning to introduce down the line? Yeah, it's very, it's something that we'd like to do down the line. Um, I mean, ginger lends itself really well to, to other flavor infusions. Like I think if I was to, the, the, the next one on the list for me would definitely be something with rhubarb. I think ginger and rhubarb go really well together. Um, but 
uh, I kind of was was talking about this with dad uh, recently, and he's like, "Oh, let's get one thing right. Let's get let's get the let's get the ginger beer right. Let's make sure we know what we're doing with that before we try to to do other flavors." Which I think is I think is a, a good idea. Like we're we're still quite early on, so we don't want to start to dilute what we have. And um, but certainly in time, I think I think ginger works really well to 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 make other flavors. And something else I'd love to do would be like a a zingy beer zero zero kind of a a thing as well because obviously um it's a real growing market the the no low kind of alcohol range so i think yeah that would be something that would be good for zingy beer maybe to do kind of in 2024 well congratulations on your success to date for anybody listening that wants to get their hands on the product you've mentioned a couple of places there where is the best place for them to go to yeah, so um, you will find us in Super Value. Um, you'll find us in about 20 Tesco's. We have our stockists um, up on our website. If you go to zingybeer.ie, you'll get um, our list of stockists. Um, we're also um, in most O'Brien's off licenses. Um, recently now we've gone into fine wine. So if you're over um, in kind of Limerick area, you'll finally it's gotten a bit easier to get Zingy Beer. Um, and then we're in a lot of a lot of bars. So if you're interested in trying um, like our draft, we have a list of, of our taps uh, where we're pouring up on the website as well. And like everyone, we're on um, social media. So our Instagram is at ZingyBeer. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a good nationwide sort of coverage, I hope. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, listen, thank you so much for talking to me about it today, Rachel. And as I said, continued success. Thank you so much for having me, Sharon. It was lovely to chat this morning. You're listening to the best possible taste on West Limerick 102 FM.